the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I always check my text messages right before I go to bed. I got a text message last night from a very good friend of mine who um, he, he probably should get a producer credit on the show because he sends me stories that I uh, find interesting because they dovetail with the topics that we talk about most often here on the show, which often involve the portrayal of something as truth that is decidedly not truth. Okay, that is, in fact, a lie. Uh, Abortion is not something that God would in any way, shape or form endorse or affirm in no way, shape or form. If you think back into several instances in Bible times, when Moses was a baby, he had to be hidden from the authorities. Why? Because Pharaoh was killing all the sons of Israel because he had heard that a deliverer was going to be born. And then Jesus was born. The wise men told King Herod of the existence of the star that was a prognostication of the arrival of the Messiah. And so what did Herod do? The same thing that Pharaoh did. The killing of children, the murder of children... The annihilation of children is the work of Satan, is the epitome of evil, and that is why the Bible says of Satan he has been a murderer since his youth. Issue one in the state of Ohio would make it much, much harder for the abortion amendment that is on the ballot in November to be passed into law. If the abortion amendment, which would conflict with the will of the people of the state of Ohio as enacted through their elected representatives, the heartbeat bill, six-week prohibition on abortion after six weeks when a baby's heartbeat can be detected. If that is eradicated, not by the work of one activist judge, as is the case right now, but if that heartbeat bill is thrown in the trash like they throw babies' body parts in the trash when they dismember them in a mother's womb. Sorry to be graphic, but you should know exactly what you are voting for when you vote for any Democrat, because every single one of them, every single one, proud, smiling mom, Allison Russo of Upper Arlington, voting for her is voting for the dismemberment of children in the womb. Whoever you're voting for, Sherrod Brown, Joe Biden, pick one. Any, any Democrat, there isn't a pro-life Democrat out there. You can't be a Democrat and be pro-life. It is impossible. You will get no money. You will get no backing. They are all bloodthirsty, abortion-loving agents of evil. And so, imagine my 
Not really shocked because I know some of these names and I see what they advocate before. But imagine my um, disdain last night when my friend sent me this link to the dispatch's photographic coverage of a rally yesterday called Faith Says No. Faith Says No. Oh, we have pastors who say that you should vote no on state issue one. Now, let me just say, if you are going to a church that is being led by a shepherd who is affiliated in any way with the Ohio Council of Churches, who attended this rally yesterday or spoke at this rally yesterday, and this, of course, includes the chief heretic in Columbus, Tim Ahrens of the First Congregational Church, but also other representation, Trinity Episcopal Church, uh, Reverend Jack Sullivan, Jr., Jeffrey Key, New Faith Baptist Church. It's extremely disappointing because I don't think all of these people are as dedicated to the evil initiatives that Tim Ahrens is. I think it is probably possible that in some of these churches, maybe Reverend Key's, maybe Reverend Sullivan's, that you could go and hear the gospel. But when I look at their websites and I look at their Twitter pages, I see a lot of listings glorifying the pastor's credentials. You know what I don't see? I don't see a lot of glorification of Jesus Christ or of the God who sent him to save us from our sins. I'm inherently suspicious of pastors whose websites spend a lot of time extolling themselves and not extolling the God whose gospel they are theoretically supposed to be extolling, honoring, spreading, growing. And it breaks my heart to think about the people who are led astray by these pastors, the people who are, I think, many cases, genuinely of the belief that attending this particular church, led by one of these false teachers, is pleasing to God or aligns them with God's will for their life and for the lives of others that they can impact. Everyone can impact the lives of others with your vote on issue one. Passing issue one does not mean that you don't have a voice anymore. That's a lie that they're telling you. It just means it's harder to amend the Ohio Constitution, harder for out-of-state interests to spend a bunch of money. And, oh, look at this. $14 million coming in to vote down issue one comes from out-of-state interests. Oh, look at that. Gee. Isn't it interesting that the people who are trying to pass issue one say that what it would do is prevent outside interests from spending a ton of money to get Ohioans to vote in amendments that would allow them to make more money in the future. A lot easier to get marijuana legalized if all you need is 50% plus one. A lot easier to get casino gambling approved if all you need is 50% plus one. A lot easier to get abortion up to the minute of delivery or maybe even after if the mother says it's okay and our national government somehow gets that ensconced into law if the standard is 50% plus one rather than 60% plus one. So I believe this issue is very easy to to look at and examine through the prism of, are you going to make it easier to kill babies 
Are you going to make it easier to legalize marijuana? Are you going to make it easier to end the freedoms that come with the Second Amendment, or are you going to make it more difficult? If you believe a constitution should be something that is guarded from outside interests and from simple majority, which is to say mob rule, then you will vote against issue one. But if you want to preserve, protect, and defend the Ohio Constitution, you will vote yes on issue one. And if you want to preserve, protect, and defend your eternal future, you will stay out of any church that was represented at this rally yesterday. Because the pastors who were at this rally and spoke and who were pictured proudly, and you know what God says about pride, those are pastors you should avoid. Because if you don't, it could have eternal consequences for you. Now, I told you yesterday about a young man named Marcus Schroeder. Marcus doesn't even look like he's 20 years old to me. He got arrested on the streets of Watertown, Wisconsin over the weekend because he was reading his Bible aloud on the sidewalk behind the fencing that was placed around a quote-unquote family-friendly drag show by police. Yeah, police in Watertown, Wisconsin. Last time I checked, that's middle America. Police were there protecting a drag show. Police protection for men dressed garishly as women, cavorting, twerking, gyrating in the faces of children with parental approval. Hello, Children's Services. Well, Marcus Schroeder got arrested, but he didn't stay behind bars. He got out, and last night, he addressed the Watertown City Council. If you were impressed by his courage, his willingness to get arrested when he could have been off doing something else on Saturday, you will be even more impressed by what Marcus Schroeder had to say to Watertown City Council last night. I will play that audio for you next on The Bruce Hooley Show. So over the weekend, the uh, ugly, stupid phenomenon of family-friendly drag shows uh, found its way to Watertown, Wisconsin. Uh, Police set up a perimeter with iron fencing. Don't come inside the fencing. You who do not want men dressed as women twerking and gyrating in front of kids. You stay out, you evil extremists. And so Marcus Schroeder, a young man under 20, did so. He stayed out. He stood on the sidewalk, public sidewalk, and he read his Bible. Was he reading from Romans 1? No, he was not. The passage 18 to 32, most often demonstrating the uh, degradation of our culture because of widespread sexual immorality. No, he wasn't reading from any of Paul's letters to the Corinthians or to the church at Thessalonica or any place else where Paul condemns immorality of all kinds, which is virtually every letter that Paul wrote, and he wrote, what, 13 of them, which is just about half the New Testament. So probably somewhere around 20-some percent of the Bible Paul wrote, and must be pretty important if Paul wrote it, if you want to pay attention to it, uh, probably a good idea. No, no, Marcus Schroeder was not reading from any of those. He was reading, well, he was reading from one of Paul's letters to the Galatian church, but he was reading about love. 
about love. And he had a microphone in his hand because he wanted people to hear him. And uh, the microphone was rudely taken out of his hand by a police officer. And another police officer came up behind him and uh, roughly forced Marcus's hand behind his back. They handcuffed him and they marched him away. Uh, Well, Marcus didn't stay in jail long because the word spread and people paid to get him out. So last night, Marcus was talking to the Watertown City Council, and he was talking about a topic that mm, police in that town ought to know or perhaps need to know a little bit of something about, which is the topic of intolerance. Intolerance is an interesting word. Tolerance, intolerance, hatred, love, bigotry, things like that. Because really every culture has something that it's intolerant towards and something that it's tolerant of. I mean, there are things like murder and rape and, and you know, stealing and, and just crimes that we are intolerant towards as a society. And, and so every society has something that's intolerant towards. The question is just, what is our object of intolerance and what is our object of tolerance? When I showed up Saturday, all I did was read from Scripture on the sidewalk. I read from the Bible, Galatians. And by the way, I wasn't reading Romans 1. I wasn't reading any passage that spoke against homosexuality or anything like that. I was reading a passage from the Bible about love. And I was arrested. No reason, not given any warning, not told anything about my amplification needed to be turning down. I was arrested and taken into custody simply for reading the Bible on the sidewalk. You see, as we become more and more tolerant of sexual immorality in our culture, we've become more and more intolerant towards Christian morality. And the more we become intolerant towards Christian morality, the more we're going to see lawlessness in our streets. The more we become intolerant of Christian morality, the more we're going to see Nazis. The more we're going to see people who don't hold to a Christian worldview, who think that everybody is a result of animals, and therefore if we are animals, then why can't we just act like animals? Wow. Did his parents ever do a great job with him? What wisdom for a young man. He's right. Every culture has something it's intolerant of. What are we intolerant of here? Oh, we're intolerant of of, of intolerance. And what is intolerant? Um, Well, discussion is intolerant. Debate, dissent, speech becoming increasingly intolerant. Um. We're also intolerant of uh, order. I mean, God is a God of order. God made the electrical system, the the circulatory system in our body. We have uh, lots of order in the way that God ordered our universe, right? We have carnivores, we have herbivores, we have predators, we have prey. God ordains order in his world, and when we get outside his plan— engage in all different forms of immorality, uh, we lose that order. And what you see, the violence in our inner cities, the degradation, the uh, cavorting of men dressed as women in front of little kids at a drag show calling it art, not perversion, uh, that is a clear demonstration of disorder. Here's how Marcus Schroeder ended his comments last night. We were called the hate group. We were told that we don't want to understand the other side, and I just want to set the record straight. I am more than happy to have that conversation with the other side. I've sat down and had hours of discussions with LGBTQ activists. I completely understand the other side. I want to understand the other side. But drag queens twerking on kids in lingerie is unacceptable. And that's something that we have to notice as a culture. We can have our disagreements. 
But there comes a time when we have to understand that we are all going to stand before God one day. And we're going to have to give an account for what we have done with the children in our society, the innocent minds and the children who deserve to be protected. Very impressive young man. It is powerful when people say true things and are not afraid of the consequences of saying those true things. But you will suffer, likely, a persecution for that. Uh, A woman in Oregon thought she could register her objection to the uh, tolerance that was uh, proliferating at her local clinic where she was undergoing cancer treatment. Uh, They had a transgender flag in the clinic. And she wrote to the clinic and said, where is the flag for women or for children? She said, I have been threatened on Twitter by trans activists with rape and death. So it is daunting to go for medical treatment with that banner proclaiming that what I am, an adult human female, is now calling, is calling myself something hateful per your standards. Your transgender flag negates women completely. And then she got a response from the clinic where she was going for treatment for cancer, which presumably was intended to save her life. How did the clinic respond? Dear Marlene, this letter is to inform you that effective immediately, you are discharged from receiving medical care at the Richmond Family Medical Clinic. This action is being taken because the ongoing disrespectful and hurtful remarks that you made about our LGBTQ community and staff. Yeah, there'll be a cost if you stand up for truth. I am increasingly struck by how hateful the other side is. Our side is often portrayed as hateful. Oh, you're not tolerant. You're not inclusive. You're not diverse. There is nothing loving about refusing or declining or failing to tell someone that they are on a path that will lead to personal destruction, whether that destruction is in this life or the next. There is nothing intolerant about telling people the truth. The truth is not intolerant. It is the truth, the simple truth, the powerful truth, the saving truth. And the more that the left clamps down consequences on telling it, the more of a necessity there is for someone to tell it. Hopefully we can take a page from a young man in Wisconsin who has learned that lesson at a very early stage in life. But it's never too late for any of us to stand up and join him in saying true things. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.